Happy Memorial Day there, folks. This is John from the Music Frenzy Radio Network, back on the air Monday night here, just outside of Philadelphia in the suburbs. Just finishing up some grilling and enjoying this lovely three-day weekend. I hope you guys all had a great weekend. Obviously, we give thanks to our veterans and all those who uh, fight on our behalf. Me, I'm just a big wimp. I sit here and play music all day, so I do appreciate you know what the uh, people in the military do for us. And so um, tonight we're going to wrap up this weekend with the music of the Eagles. Um, I had interviewed Don Felder from the Eagles probably I think it was 2014. He was interviewing to promote the tour that was happening that summer with Foreigner and Sticks. I didn't get to see the show, but three really, really talented artists there and um, clips on YouTube show that there was a lot of great music uh, on that tour. So, um, And Foreigner and Sticks are coming around this year, so I hope to catch that one. But anyway, um, so uh, tonight we're going to play some music from the Eagles and Don Felder, clips from the interview I did with him. We're going to start off with probably my favorite Eagles song, uh, Peaceful, Easy Feeling. And then we'll go into a clip that uh, Don talks about, uh, Hotel California, and then we'll play that song. So sit back and enjoy the music of the Eagles with Peaceful, Easy Feeling. I found out a long time 
that at the end of your set on this current tour you guys you know come out and play hotel california you've played that song i'm sure thousands of times do you give yourself much freedom as far as arranging a newer version you know instead of playing this exact same note for note hotel california every time well you know a couple of things number one that song is the only song that i know of that's been recorded twice by the same band and been nominated for Grammys both times. Uh, the original version in 76 was nominated magically and now went on to win uh, Record of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. And then when I really had the daunting task of trying to, how do you take a classic like that that's been played for 30 years and rearrange it for the Hell Freezes Overture. How do you do that in a way that doesn't, you know, insult the original version, yet as new and as fun and exciting? And so I had to sit down and come up with a completely different orchestration or arrangement, which we did with nylon string guitars. And Joe and I spent a lot of time trying to sort that out, how we would do it. Um, it's just putting it together. And then we got on the soundstage to film Hell Freezes Over, the DVD, and we and one day we did two performances. It was an early performance, like a five or six o'clock performance on a Warner Brothers soundstage, and then we did like a eight o'clock performance that night. Filmed them both uh, so we could cut back and forth between uh, camera coverage. But just before we did sound check, the song originally started with just the intro, as you hear it on the other version, but on that string guitar. Right. Uh, and Don Henley said, this song needs a really special introduction. Come up with something, Don. So literally about 30 minutes before we filmed that, I had to write that just kind of made-up introduction where I got everybody to strum these chords and I just jammed and played these little lines and stuff and yeah. made up things. Uh, and we did it twice, and one of them, you know, from the two different shows, uh, one of them came out a little bit better than the other one, and that's what we used. So wow. one of the... Fun 
was the ability to just improvise, to just be thrown out there and take a solo for two or three minutes and just play. As a matter of fact, I love doing that. One of the things in the studio when you were talking about arranging a composition and putting little pieces in here and there, that's one of the most fun parts of my uh, studio work that I get to do on my records is come up with those little ideas and, and just make up things. So um, for the third version of Hotel California, the one we did on the soundtrack, Summer Out record, I wanted to not go back into that same kind of Latin-Spanish version. So we did it on steel string guitars. But it started out, it starts out very acoustic with light percussion. And then over the course of the first couple of verses, it slowly builds. Other guitar parts come in that are somewhat reminiscent of the original one, but they're done on steel string guitar. And then by the time it gets to the very end, the drums come in. The electric bass comes in. And I wanted to set up the first part of the classic solo that everybody knows, that, that they've heard, you know, for 40 years. Yeah, sure. And so I played that, and then I said, Tommy, don't don't play Joe Walsh. I want you to play Tommy Shaw. And Nick, you play Nick. And let them create their own, you know, moment in the song. So there was a lot of... Uh, you have to pay respect and homage to the original song. You can't go so far away from it that it just sounds... Yeah. What is this? Almost so, comical, And yeah. at the same time, you want to make it interesting and different enough. So I've had to rearrange and uh, reorchestrate that song three different times. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it yeah, every time. I'm not certain that I'm anxious to do it again anytime soon or how I would go about doing it maybe yeah. on... Uh, Chinese gamelan or on or something. <laughs> yeah, sitar. <laughs> you have to do a banjo version of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe multiple harmonica players or something. I don't know. You know, you gotta come up with
said, we are all just prisoners here of our own device. And in the master's chambers, they gathered for the feast. They stab it with their stealing eyes, but they just can't kill the beast. I mean, just, you know, I had debated on whether to uh, to play that whole solo at the end. But, you know, I just think that's phenomenal. I mean, it's, um, it's classic, you know. So I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, yeah, and that was really cool insight into Hotel California. I mean, you know, you got to give, you know, Don a lot of credit for coming up with those, um, with the intro to that song. Um, everyone knows it. You know, as soon as you hear it on the radio... Uh, you obviously turn it up because you know it's Hotel California <laughs> and you know it instantly so you know it's phenomenal so this uh, last clip that we're going to play is uh, Don talking about uh, playing with Joe Walsh um, him and Joe uh, came into the Eagles about a year and a half apart and um, also I talk about the uh, documentary history of the Eagles part one or volume one I believe it's called um, and uh, Don comments on that so yeah so this is uh that part of the uh, interview and we're going to play um 
uh, the long run from the Eagles after that because uh, Don talks about that song in here. It's kind of ironic the other day I'm watching uh, a, a TV, Don, and the history of the Eagles part one came on on Showtime. Uh-huh. And, you know, so I was watching that and it kind of takes the uh, viewer through from the very beginning to, uh, I guess, about 1980, you know, when the band split up. And um, it was such a great documentary where, you know, you and Glenn and Don Henley and Joe Walsh all kind of really gave lots of insight as to, you know, the formation of the band, um, you know, how some of the songs came through. It was just a very well put together documentary. You know, I, I enjoyed it too. I hadn't seen a lot of that footage for many, many years, especially the old live footage. Uh, and I watched it just a couple of weeks, either before or after the Super Bowl. I can't remember which one happened first when it first aired. And um, yeah, I was struck by how untheatrical the Eagles live shows are or were then especially, less so now. But when I saw Beyonce at the Super Bowl, she was totally wardrobed out, complete <laughs> choreography. Her guitar player had pyrotechnics coming out of the end of her guitar. And, you know, you could tell she was lip-syncing, and it was all dancing, and, you know, it was like a, a visual production, not necessarily a musical production, although the musical track is great. I love her records, but... What she put on the screen was really intense. It was really a, you know, it was like a car chase or something. You visually you just had to stay up with. And then I clicked over and started watching the history of the Eagles. And it was fun. I was walking out in like ripped jeans, football jerseys, and long unkempt hair. Not even, a, I think some of them had a backdrop, maybe Hotel California backdrop. Yeah. Sometimes it was just a black curtain behind it. No graphics, no choreographing, no hair, no makeup, no nothing. Just, you know, a bunch of musicians singing and playing songs. And I was like, wow, has this world ever changed? If you <laughs> want to see the, the ultimate effect of VH1 yeah. and music videos on modern music, that's a perfect example of what it was before MTV and DH1 and now what it's become. It's become so much more of a visual-based media than it is a musical-based media. And before, you only heard about stuff on the radio. You didn't didn't see X on television unless it was Don Kirsten's rock concert and it was a live rock concert. You looked at the red old footage or those um, the kind of pre-MTV stuff. But now... The presentation of a lot of uh, music is done more visually than it is uh, on the auditory level, which is strange because music is auditory. You don't see it, but everything is on screens now, whether it's your iPhone or your iPad or your laptop or your your plasma or whatever it is. It's It's all visual. Yeah, it's a progression of things, I guess. But in speaking to that, one of the highlights for me of the uh, of the documentary, Don, was interview done with, with Joe Walsh. Um, and he was talking about when he joined the band, it, it seemed to me like the two of you came on board roughly around the same time. I mean, I could be wrong about that. You know, I joined the band about a year and a half before Joe. Okay, so that's uh, pretty close. Yeah. You know, Joe had mentioned that the two of you kind of were trying to one-up each other you know, doing solos and leads and so forth, and in doing that, made each of you a bit better musically. I really enjoyed playing with Joe a lot. As a matter of fact, before he formally joined the band, he and I did a lot of things together, whether I played on his records, uh, he put together a band, 
came time for solos, we would work out dual solos and playing against each other, just, you know, going at each other, but in a very loving, friendly way. Nobody was out to draw blood. We were just out to, you know, really make great music together. They had kind of uh, different styles in that show plays very slow hand, you know, with his slide playing his slow hand and his guitar playing his kind of slow hand. And I play um, in a different style, but the two styles really merged together quite well. And by doing that, it pushed each other to new heights to be able to do things. Like, I remember when we recorded this one track for the Long Run record, Joe didn't know what a chromatic descending or ascending scale was. So I had written this track, which was tentatively entitled, You're Really High, Aren't You? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it had this great uh, harmony guitars uh, that played this chromatic scale up and this chromatic scale down. Okay. And I really had to fit and show Joe how to play a chromatic scale in the harmony part that he would play for that track. And so we never finished that record because we ran out of time during the making of the long ride. And it sat there until uh, I was invited in 81 down to, I think it was Universal Pictures, to watch a pre-screening of the movie Heavy Metal. Okay. And I said, I was watching it, I said, you know, I've got this great guitar track that I wrote, we recorded for the Eagles, we never finished the lyrics, I'm going to re-record that and use these same guitar parts that I'd written for Joe and I to play and uh, write lyrics called Heavy Metal and put it out. So that that song, that Heavy Metal, was actually recorded as an Eagles song that Joe and I were supposed to do for the long run record that never got finished. But wow. the, the difference in playing style is really what pushed each other. You know, I would push Joe to do something he didn't know how to do. And he would push me when we played, like, dual slides together live on the, on the song The Long Run. We play those harmony uh, slide solos together, and that's really difficult to have. Two guys playing slide, both in tune at the same time. <laughs> it, that's challenging. So, you know, we just push each other to, to do different things, and uh, it was fun. I love playing with Joe.
All right, so there you have the long run by the Eagles. And, um, yeah, that was some really cool stuff from Don, you know, talking about Joe Walsh and how they're playing, uh, you know, fit with the Eagles and, in particular, that song Long Run. So, And, of course, you know, knowing how he had that song left over from the Long Run recording session that they used for heavy metal. So it's just so cool, you know, hearing that kind of inside stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's our um, episode for tonight. I wanted to thank everyone for giving a listen. Uh, the uh, podcasts are going along really well, so I do appreciate that. Um, you know, keep keep sharing with your friends, and um, I hope that we keep uh, doing this for you. Um, I'm going to wrap up tonight with um, a song that Don did on that album that I talked about, Road to Forever. It's a song called Girls in Black. Really great song that he did. Again, happy Memorial Day. Hope you guys had a great weekend, and uh, thanks for stopping by. This is Don Felder, Girls in Black. <laughs>